right, everyone. I realize a lot of people have died and most of the roads have been destroyed due to all the fires. So I'd like to thank you all for coming to tonight's symposium. When should I start to worry? Foolish mortals, your time is nigh. Face your end. Um, it looks like Satan is here. Should I start to worry? I'm high right now. I'm a little high, yes. That's why I always came on Gram Gram's tits. Alright guys, we're ready to party here. We're Matt and Bob, and we're here to pod. I'm Matt Hayes, and joining me in Chicago, we're just happy that he's not dried up crusty cum on Graham Graham's tits. It's Bob Panalone. <laughs> Mr. Hayes, I'm beginning to get a little concerned about you right now. Why, what's that? I'm at the beginning stages of being slightly concerned <laughs> that you're actually the dried up cum. I'm open to the idea of entertaining the possibility that I'm starting to worry that I may be the dried-up cup. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back, man. Uh, likewise, we'll get to uh, the last week, or two weeks ago's, or the latest South Park episode, and also Bohemian Rhapsody in a second. But uh, you were in the Bahamas. Uh, Operation uh, uh, Lighten the Load, or Operation Relaxation? What was what was the deal there? I was I was getting a little R and R. Taking a load I've off. Been, you drop some loads. Correct. Taking a load off, pun intended. <laughs> we yeah yeah I, I've been really getting after it hard watching all these movies. <laughs> spent a lot of stress uh, trying to get through all these episodes of Game of Thrones that you're making me watch. <laughs> yeah right. Uh, South Park uh, and of course the Lions season and all of that involved. I, I just needed some some time with my toes in the sand. So me and my lady Caitlin went to Nassau Bahamas. Nassau Bahamas. Yeah, and if you follow our Instagram, I did catch this episode while I was in the Bahamas. Yeah, I'm surprised that so you got the. I was still doing. Uh, surprised that it, well, they they get coverage out there. Yeah, yeah, they still had a direct TV, so I was coming back from dinner and made myself a nice little rum drink and oh. enjoyed the South Park episode. A little Bahamian Rhapsody. A little Baham- Bahamian <laughs> Rhapsody. <laughs> um, so we were dark last week for that reason, um, different time zones and such. But yeah, football, Asadiga Ibawai. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I like that. <laughs> yep. I've got maggots in my scrotum. <laughs> um, but anyway, so uh, episode seven, Nobody Got Cereal, a sequel to uh, the um, Time to Get Cereal episode. And um, what's great about this episode, uh, I have a problem. My major problem with that is that it's it's too on the nose to be funny anymore. Um, but it is so great that they're just, they're so on point with with kind of nailing the the they're 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 kind of in control of the the national zeitgeist like a uh, time to get cereal aired and then immediately the most gruesome horrific wildfire to ever hit uh, California devastated I think seventy five people confirmed dead still a thousand missing um, and then another one in Thousand Oaks like uh, just this devastation wreaking havoc and at the same time the the same response from politicians were um okay maybe it's time to worry uh it might be time to start considering the possibility that we might want to be worried meanwhile it's right in your face like like man bear pig is such a great allegory um or you know um 
metaphor, metaphor for yeah. exactly what's happening. It's it's so it's so on point. It's it's almost scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're right in that. Even with the school shooting stuff, it gets so on the nose that it's hard to laugh at. It, it you just reflect on it in a way. Yeah, it's just it's just it's almost hard to laugh at, right? I mean, I I didn't find mm-hmm. just because like the you know la- the episode before was was one of the best ever, and this one was just kind of more of the same. So it's kind of like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was let down. I found it to be less exciting. Really, and there were a few nice bits. the The Gam Gam's tits monologue, I was definitely laughing at. They continued the Red Dead jokes, which were less impactful this time, but still pretty funny. Less impactful, Harrison, but they doubled down on it, where they kind of went even deeper. Where, and I, I think it was more effective. Like I think me and you agree on this. Where when they kind of hinted at it, when the game had just come out, and they're already laying down these like. The, the specifics of the game it was, was really funny but now that everyone's got a chance to play me included where it's like yeah I mean that yeah that's what the game is and it's just not quite mm-hmm. as funny anymore just to, and and now you're seeing actual gameplay and the the whole town is completely taken over by it much like a well it's even in man bear pigs terms at the end of the episode, <laughs> yeah. that's the that's the that's the deal breaker is that they want everyone to give up Red Dead Redemption and uh, and, like, nah. and soy sauce. I mean, because it's soy sauce. What you mean, just plain white just rice? Just plain white rice. That's what I thought. <laughs> where I I think we were thinking that this is where it's going. Like, okay, we we show Stan's grandpa, then yeah, the 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 earlier generation kind of dropped the ball on climate change, quote unquote, man bear pig. Um, and na- yeah, they don't live in the a- the episode too much though, which I appreciate. Yeah, it- and they got the point made, mm-hmm. which was the older generations don't give a shit about the future of the planet, the same way that they just wanted ice cream and cool cars <laughs> at South Park. Arte- so artisanal the- ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get, I get the cars yeah. bit. That's obvious, but like, I love the 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 fancy ice cream. That's a real drag yeah, on the economy. That was mm-hmm. great. Also, you had some nice Randy bits. Randy playing the game, just smoking weed and playing Red Dead Redemption, being a little turd about yeah, it. Yeah, which, I mean, it, it, it hits so close to home because it's like I, I, I've poured 40 hours into this game. I'm like 35% done with it. Um, and it's just like wow. <laughs> it, it's it's crazy the the depth that it goes but And then so Randy is supposed to be out like freeing his son from jail and, and you know, getting – getting a therapist for him and a lawyer but he's just getting high and playing red Dead redemption yeah sorry that i needed a little break stan, oh sorry okay? stan i played a little bit a little bit you're already just saint denis that's 40 hours of gameplay <laughs> and and i don't is that funny to someone not playing it because it's 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 so true like these guys are clearly spending a lot of time playing the game <laughs> And, well, I mean, to me, I I'm not playing the game, but I still I I understood what they were what they were saying. Even though I don't get the specific reference, yeah. they say you've been playing the game for forty hours, so you understand. Yeah, it's just so funny because like I had just recently uh, gotten to Saint Denis, <laughs> um, so oh, okay. I was like, yeah, that's a, that's about right. I've <laughs> wow. Um, so just the the Did... level of detail with that is 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 really on the nose. Yeah, and then I liked, I always like the Al Gore documentaries or presentations. Yes. So you just, these, you think he's a ghost, but it's just a projection. I love, yeah, when like the credits roll and it's just like fil- yeah, filmed like, by Al Gore and uh, directed by Al Gore and starring Al Gore. Al Gore. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be like, it's supposed to be his 
um, the ghost of Al Gore or um, the, the, yeah. a guiding spirit, but it's just his projection. It's a projection. <laughs> but then the per- and then it, Excelsior. Excelsior. But then it actually becomes his uh, guiding yeah. spirit. Yeah, then his guiding spirit starts guiding other people yeah. and he gets Wait jealous. a minute, I need you to guide me. I'm supposed to guide them. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, those those bits were, were chuckle-worthy, but you had to, there had to be some sort of come down from that episode before it. Yeah. It just, there was no way it was going to reach that it level. It was a little bit of a kicking a dead horse, but we it, there, there was still more to be said about that whole thing. Uh, because it did end on a cliffhanger, and then we got a pretty cool Mamber Pig versus Satan, like uh, cool graphics, intense action yeah. sequence fight. <laughs> he rips his yeah, was... horn off and stabs his chest with it, and you can see the pain in his face. Oh, it's a... yeah, and then Satan goes to heaven. Yeah, so another another old school character killed off or moved yeah. away from, so to speak. Yeah, the old guard starting to ascend to heaven, yeah. into the heavens. It is funny. Retired. It is funny to see like these old characters, like Satan, that are like more poorly drawn and haven't experienced the uh, the upgrades that like every you know just the world. Everyone yeah. else, or you know the because instead of little cardboard cutout faces and mouths, now it's computer animated, and uh, there's so many more expressions on the kids. We see different sides of their bodies, and and um, you know, like when Cameron or Cartman cries and like that face he does, and there we've seen so much of that, and now to see like old school Satan just kind of like still like this wooden figure get kind of the modern treatment of this epic battle, yeah, um, was pretty cool. Um, uh, but again, not a super funny episode, but uh, it it did really just hit a lot of nails on the head. Um, and it was also yeah, and you're you were kind of looking for something supernatural for the conclusion of it and then instead it's just some sort of sit down <laughs> negotiate contract negotiation he, I, I actually appreciated that yeah it was it was cool that it wasn't just some ep- epic another epic battle but he was like in a little suit yeah they have to talk. recite some torah or something <laughs> and then all of a sudden they, it, it it really was just it was very nuts and bolts yeah you know so i, I thought it was pretty like funny. it like they didn't really go back to the well of uh, when they had to take down cthulhu or like barbara streisand exactly yeah yeah um yeah it was just funny to see him conferring with his uh lawyer mm-hmm. yeah it was just the the the, the moderator now speaking of cthulhu was there a better reveal than bradley biggles actually being mintberry crunch and, and mintberry crunch being no the power that, to no save the, the whole that's that's like a a top 10 belly laugher for me if if, <laughs> if if we were to ever chart the best moments of south park that that's still up there for me where it's like the stupidest mintberry crunch you aren't even anything but he actually fuck you mintberry but he, he's not just some kid playing games he actually has those superpowers and then like yeah, bradley biggles um what was it from like the yeah, bradley biggles um from the and then like the Gok Roxu or Gok Roxu or Your name is Koksara. <laughs> From the, the mint fields of blah blah blah. And, yeah, and the berry mines. Yeah, the berry mines. Use your, your power of mint with a satisfying crunch of. I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. It's like you gotta be fucking kidding that me. That was like a three episode arc payoff and it was brilliant. Oh man. Um, so anyway. 
Yeah, and then uh, just real quick to wrap it up, I think Maggie Yates has become an MVP for me. I mean, just the, that when, when she starts her own save game, and then she and then she rattles off all this hilarious detail again, and was like, "I started from the snow, and I, I have a thousand dollars of my own. I, I found seven legendary characters. What found them where? Ah, I'm never telling you." And, yeah, yeah. And, and all he's got is this money from some gambling. Yeah, like a twenty dollars gambler's hat that he won in a game of poker, and you're you're, you're a little starter horse. <laughs> just belittling him. Just belitt- belittling him with like spot on detail um was was funny for me uh but just just kind of more of like a little chuckler nah, nothing really or shadow yeah not a banger not a banger but uh a solid follow-up and i thought they wrapped it up pretty well do you think we'll get to see more satan find out what happens to him or do you think that's it he's just in heaven uh i think he's in heaven uh, i'm not sure if we'll see him again this season but he's still in use uh which is more than we could say for the past 10 years um you know there haven't you expected him for ever and the, and the fact that i think he's still in play more so than like mr hanky would be although you know we do have a december we do have a christmas episode i i'd be shocked if we don't see that guy come back um now that he's mm-hmm. been shown um but yeah i mean satan you know the he is a angel um so you know not crazy to see him kind of go up to heaven. There we go. Uh, and then so, all right. And then we'll uh, we'll talk about Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, the uh, I'll, I'll just start by saying that um, this was when, when I came out of the theater right away. Before I like read any kind of the reviews or or, or found out what people were saying about it, I, I did know that it was sitting at about a sixty-one percent, and the director had been fired. Um, they went through a couple of casts casting issues and before settling on Rami Malek and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, uh, there was a whole other project in a different direction before they settled on this, and a lot of, uh, it wasn't a very harmonious set, um, but I, I didn't really read any reviews per se. So I went, I came out of the theater, I was like, man, 61%, I, I can't remember ever disagreeing with a, a, a pretty middling average as much as, because I just had so much fun with this, I thought it was so great um and it's it's easy to say that because it the movie ends on such a high note with the uh, live aid performance was probably the best 20 minutes of the movie but um, mm-hmm. i was just so into it um um but i was yeah so what do you think i was i was mixed on it i i had low expectations based on some of the things i had heard and then you text me and said bohemian rhapsody fucking rocks yeah and i said oh man uh, you're an opinion that i sometimes value so i ran out to see it and i thought it was pretty tame i first of all what's your opinion of the band queen i love before i get into i love, the movie. Uh, love love queen but yeah like they're if you could get in a time machine and see a band they'd have to be of the ones that we never had an, a chance to see they would have to be on the top of the list right? yeah i mean uh just real quick it's my earliest memory of of music like it was my dad's favorite band at the time you know, i was born in 86 uh live aid was 85 um they were like the hugest thing he had just died it was like so especially in england it was such a huge dominating uh social or um you know pop culture icon um so i kind of grew up with queen a little bit queen and acdc and a few of those other British rock bands. Um, so it was such a huge part. And like I, in recent years, have kind of forgotten how much I really love that band. 
So yeah, I I I had the same feeling when I was watching it, and it, it was really cool when you just like, man, there are so many awesome songs that they had, so many just rocking hits, that, yeah. and you're like, oh man, that's right, they did do that, or even the just, you're my best friend, that, yeah. that song that's in every commercial, you're like, oh shit, that is Queen, and I knew that, but you you you're just reminded of it. Um, so I. I really liked it. I, I do know that this has been picked apart for its accuracy in that he tells the band right before Live Aid that he has AIDS, but really he's not diagnosed until two years later. And there's some stuff in there where they mess with the timeline for story sake. Yeah. But I really liked the musical discovery piece of it, where they were coming up with when they're doing Bohemian Rhapsody and they're throwing all the musical instruments into the piano to make different kinds of sounds and, and, and the artistic experimentation that went behind that band and what made them so unique. Yeah. I really like that stuff, but really it's a small piece of the movie and they, they tried to accomplish a lot in it. And I thought that it got kind of spread thin mm-hmm. and there were pieces that didn't work as much. And then there was also just, some cliche bits the one that's coming to mind is when they're in that they're in the middle of that big band argument and all of a sudden the bass drummer just starts playing bum, bum, bum. The, yeah another one bites the dust yeah and then it's just like another one bites the dust and it's like oh let's stop arguing because that's a really funky bass line that's just some <laughs> turner movie classic or right some hallmark shit to me so i thought that was pretty by the way the guy who played the bassist was the little kid in jurassic park that's right yeah Joseph Manello. and the casting for the supporting band members by the way like spot on uh, they look identical. Yeah, absolutely. Especially ident- the drummer too. Especially, yeah, especially him. I mean, their the hair department deserves credit for that. I mean, they really nail. I actually think this movie will get a lot of buzz for makeup as well. Yeah, the because Rami Malek is spot on. The the performance as well. His performance really makes this movie worth worth going to yes see. yeah so there's some story shit that you can pick apart but but rami malik especially when he's performing when he's in the musical performances yeah. that is worth the price of admission the, he is amazing in this movie those are the best parts of the movie yeah the musical performances um yeah it does feel like a little bit of like a behind the music vh1 special but when we get at when we get to the concerts that's where it's it really rocks and it's so hard not to like thump your leg during those parts and like hum along. And then when you come out of the theater, you're like singing the songs and you're like good on Spotify and you got to listen to them all. It's yeah, it, it definitely is inspiring to re um, discover queen again, but um, uh, it's very PG 13 in the same. Though. Yeah. And like, and Freddie Mercury is a dude that did a shit ton of cocaine and had orgies and, contracted aids you know and it's just like they, they really were afraid to show a lot of that and it was very surface yeah and that's the stuff that kind of annoyed me about it yeah it was a very it was, it was a surface film and you know whenever you get into like beloved icons with a biopic people get sensitive uh you know it's it, people hold up hold on to it too dearly um they want it to be perfect and it's like it's not the same i'm like of course it's not um, was it like a hard hitting deep dive, uh, into the, the darkness? No, it was more of like a kind of a whitewash, just kind of an overview. But they had a chance. They had a chance to do that. And I really thought there was, I, I think it's an interesting take in that you can have all this fame and all this wealth and you can still have 
deep loneliness. Yeah. And an experimentation of that. They could have really played that up, and that's really compelling drama. It is. I just think they wanted it to be more fun, I guess. Yeah. Um, which... Can't blame them for that. I'm, I'm not... <laughs> yeah, I, not every single movie this time of year has to be, like, a hard-hitting drama. Um, it, 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 that's a good it point. It does feel like maybe they did the memory of Freddy a disservice... Uh, although maybe they were, they wanted to be careful with his legacy and, and to honor his, you know, surviving estate and family members. Uh, there's, you know, a lot of, and to say nothing of, I'm sure, obvious script issues and the director getting fired and Rami Malek having issues with the director, and the nicest guy in Hollywood kind of, you know, hating going to his job, but still pulling out that mm-hmm. performance. I mean, it, it yeah, sounds like a unbelievable. Do you know? They led up. They led off with the live aid. That was the first day of shooting. Amazing, yeah. I so. I did hear that, but I couldn't understand why they decided to do that and how he was able to pull that off. I mean, it is just a really excellently orchestrated uh, 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 lip sync. But man, mm-hmm. uh, incredible! And yeah, the fact and that they didn't even try to have like a singing voice there. They just went for the actual recordings of Freddie. I mean, there's really no other way to go. You can't. No, no one can sing like that guy. No one's ever been able to sing like that guy. Yeah, he's. He, I think he can go more octaves than uh, was it Mariah Mar- Mariah Carey and uh, um, fuck it, what's her name? Uh, uh, Houston. Um, Whitney yeah, Whitney Houston. Like he's he's got a higher range than these women because uh, it's got he's got the extra teeth and a bigger mouth and blah blah blah. I think they touched on that in the film. Yeah, and they talk about his insecurities with the buck teeth, and that's even when he first meets the band yeah. right away. Mm-hmm. I could be the singer, not with those teeth. And then he hits the song, and it's, man, he was he was so good in in this, and and the makeup department, and just making him look identical. But then just the performance, him owning the persona, and it's and becoming the character. Yeah, I was really impressed with. I uh, I I like the movie. I think it's fun. I think it's worth seeing for a lot of the reasons we've mentioned. Um if you want something more in depth, hopefully there'll be a great documentary that comes out if there isn't one already, although I don't really believe there is. Um but yeah, ho- hopefully a really cool in-depth documentary gets made, but for what this is, I think it like I said, it just just rocks and I I thought it was Yeah, I agree with you. They I, there is a place for it to be fun and it was definitely fun. Yeah. I had a really nice time watching it. I went back and I watched the Live Aid performance mm-hmm. and just was more blown away by the movie after that. Yeah. I've been listening to Queen the last week and a half. Same. So, it, it 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 did its job. I think it 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 played the right notes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> to oh be cliche to to be an idiot. What uh, uh <laughs> what are you what are you looking forward to coming up? I mean, there's you know there's Roma, there's Widows. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna check out Creed two actually, oh, okay. which I don't think is one that's probably on your list. So no, yeah, I, I love have... Creed. I, I okay. Oh okay, okay. I'm gonna go check out Creed two, and then um I I I don't know. Then we're I'm I, I'm gonna go see some of the the sadder ones. I'm gonna go see. Uh, uh, beautiful boy. I'm I'm looking forward to see Boy Erased. Some of the some of the, the harder dramas. Real quick, did you think it was ironic that Mike Myers is in this movie and also plays the whole Bohemian Rhapsody song in Wayne's World One? Uh, I didn't make that connection. Uh, when I saw him in this, I was like, Mike Myers loves doing these like bizarre. Okay, it reminded me of the his cameo in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. The British are here, here, and here. We've yeah. we've got all our rotten eggs in one basket. Blow up the basket. Blow up the basket. Yeah. yeah. 
He has a he does have a good English accent. I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. But uh but yeah, he And he, he they, loves he, he loves to pull out. Uh-huh. He clearly has a connection to Queen and Freddie Mercury because he he they play the whole yeah. there's a whole scene where they him and his boys are just rocking out to Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. But anyway, back to the movies. Those are kind of the movies that are on my list. You've seen a few already. What what else are you looking forward to? Yeah, Widows, like I told you, I was pretty disappointed by. Uh, it just feels like a cliche cramming of your, cramming down your neck of uh women empowerment um overtones. Okay. Just, um, it, it's a better Ocean's Eight, but still, I mean, it's are people really screaming for these these movies where we want to see women doing what what uh, men usually do? I mean, can't we just have can they have their own thing? I mean, I'm not, I don't know if that sounds sexist or not, or it just seems lazy to be like, well, this worked if we had like a men heist, let's do a female heist. I don't know. Yeah, instead of just having females do movies that men normally do, they should just be having more projects. Yeah, that exactly. Have women in them. Uh, yeah, I but. agree. Um, I'm seeing the favorite tonight. Case in point, I think that's a, a much better use of uh, strong female leads. Um, yeah, that movie looks really. Yeah, good. and then um, I did want to talk about a few, a few things maybe worth giving a stream. Uh, I noticed uh, Leave No Trace uh, on my Apple Movies the other day. Uh, that was with. Um, resident insane hollywood actor <laughs> ben, foster? ben foster oh it's a must see yeah so ben foster who's a ptsd former marine can't handle society has to go live in the oh, the man. wilderness of oregon um absolute must watch uh, i i did i did i've seen that already and it's a good movie um so i'll i'll, I'll... ben foster reference everybody drink my my <laughs> no one plays uh, PTSD better than Ben. F- I mean, that guy must be living with PTSD for s- something. Yeah, well, but for his research, he gets so deep <laughs> that he actually has it. They, uh, the, uh, I, I also gave a stream to Three Identical Strangers. Yeah, the yeah, that's right. On the on the plane, mm-hmm. I watched it, and I was pretty blown away by that. Yeah, it. Uh, the trailer doesn't really give it away too much. It it kind of keeps getting deeper and deeper, and like, oh, oh, wait, what? Uh, it just starts out as a fun coincidence, and it goes like pretty in depth and creepy, and yeah. deals with depression and suicide, and yeah, that was that's a cool one. That's definitely well, worth and, a stream. And just these people being lab rats and not being aware yeah. of it and the the misleading of of orphanages which is horrible but i would definitely if you guys see it it's it's a it's a yellow uh thumbnail when you guys are on amazon or netflix but three identical strangers a documentary about three guys living in new york that just happened to come across each other and realize that they were all born on the same day and were all adopted from the same agency and they realize that they're triplets and then the story gets deeper and deeper from there yeah. so very interesting very interesting watch. you know uh one that i've kind of forgotten about um seems to have fallen by the wayside can you ever forgive me um do you plan to see that with uh i'd never heard of it it, it What's it's that with one? uh molly what's her name um Oh my gosh, uh, Melissa McCarthy. No, Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She uh, she's getting a lot of buzz for that as well. Yeah, I mean that seems like a shoe in nomination at least, and it's I think it's like a high nineties Rotten Tomatoes score, uh, but it's kind of like off the radar. Um, Clearly, I, I, but, I don't know. Well, okay, she she plays like a a memoir forger, like a failing author. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I saw I did see a trailer for that. I can't remember before what, but yeah, she's she's basically forging. It kind of reminded me of that uh the informant movie with Matt Damon that came out probably 15 years ago yeah. or so. Yeah. Remember he was like a dark comedy where he was doing all this falsification of stories and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of seemed a little like that. Um you mentioned it, but I think I'm going to take a pass on these sad Steve Carell films that are coming out. I just don't know. Be like Be- Beautiful Boy and then the other one that he's in, I forget the name. Marwin? Yeah. Welcome to yeah, Marwin. that yeah. I don't know. Just... Well, Welcome to Marwin is Zemeckis, so I'm pretty sure I know what the tone oh, of God. that movie's going to be, but uh, the Beautiful Boy seems to be uh, you'll probably have to see it to stay relevant with the award season cuz Charlemagne is yeah, probably going to be nominated as well. Just it, it's crazy that these these kids come out of nowhere. They they they're discovered in a film that gets them an Oscar nom, and then they're never not in Oscar nominated films. Like like our boy from uh, Manchester by the Sea. Like he's only in amazing movies now. Yeah, every year he's in the he's in the two or three biggest contenders for best. Yeah, picture. every year, it's but crazy. and he's they're they're just discovered. Like I don't. And he's also in mid nineties as well. Yeah, which is a movie I need to see. That's right, Jonah Hill. Oh, I, well, Jonah Hill. I, yeah, I don't want to see that. Like about like like nineties skate culture. I just, yeah, I don't know. This didn't interest me. Um, Ballad of Buster Scruggs, though. I know that I think that's on Netflix. It's like an anthology yeah, series by the Coen brothers. brothers. Yeah, I want to check that out. I guess it's a nice companion piece to Red Dead Redemption as well. <laughs> that's what I'm all about. Fair enough. Got my got my, yeah. my my frontier Kentucky bourbon uh, next to me whenever I play. Sit down to play, and then just just all in on uh, that the frontier old west. There you go. Um, Getting that town back east. Uh, I, just lastly, I did. Uh, I saw the bodyguard. Um, uh, I kind of binge watched that on Netflix, and I really that's what with uh, my buddy Rob Stark. Now that I have a oh yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't think you would go. I think you were getting it, but uh, I forgot that you started it. Yeah, um, Rob yeah, Stark. You forced me in his uh, his audition for the James Bond role after Craig. Um, I, I think it's the pitch or the elevator pitch. Okay, and uh, it's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, British cop dramas. Um, I always seem to be pretty good. Uh, Luther with. Uh, oh, weird! You're into stuff that's <laughs> slow and very interesting. <laughs> it's not slow. Uh, okay. Idris Elba as um, you know Luther. I mean that was that was a good one. And uh, and this one's really okay. fun too. Anyway, so uh, a, f- a few give it a stream options, a few um, watch out on the horizon for, and a, a few others we're excited about. Also, real quick, as we're speaking of Game of Thrones, Littlefinger is the agent that's in Baelish. Is yeah, in, yeah Rhapsody. So those guys are everywhere now. Oh yeah, they're everywhere. Um, lo- a cool. lot of talent. Um, in Bohemian despite the troubles with the production. Um, and I, I think it's worthwhile. I think 61% is, is a little low. Um, um, I would put it more in like a, as an 85, uh, like a fun. I'm also more of a We Will Rock You guy than a Bohemian Rhapsody guy, but we're running out of time, so I guess that's an argument for a different day. You mean uh, the song itself? There's not like Yeah, there's... I just think that song's awesome. Yeah, yeah I, well, it's no surprise that you're more of a uh, anthem ballads or and an, or whatever it's called, rock anthems, than, than yeah. the ballads. But anyway, that's what's so cool about them. Like like all the different band members brought so much and such variety, and they were they they all smashed, except for yeah. I'm in love with my car. <laughs> Fuck that song. Yeah. And now I know what we're getting played out by. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. 
Yeah, all right, cool. All right, man. Uh, good talking to you. And uh, well, yeah, give me, give me bicycle. I want to ride my bicycle. Ring, ring. Perfect. All right, buddy. Have a good Later. one. Bye. Bye.